thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am very fortunate to be here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's a hunk of spunk. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Oh, hello, Marcus. So good to uh, be chatting with you again. Good good uh, topic we're talking about today. It's a, it's a goodie. This is like a goodie. It. comes from your mate, Simon Kelly, and uh, Kelly. this was on the back of uh, probably our previous episode, and you've been speaking to him about just grasping life by the you-know-whats. Um, tell us how this conversation with Simon Kelly came about and, and how uh, both us and our listeners um, can, um, can implement some of this great life wisdom. It's cool. This is a really cool thing. So... Simon uh, came over to Melbourne a couple of weeks ago uh, and he came over to watch the tennis and because um, he's, he's into tennis. We, we started off our you know, in-depth tour of Melbourne um, on the night of the Melbourne Stars playing um, you know, to get into the semifinal and have a home semifinal. So we went along to the Melbourne Stars. But before that, we went to, uh, to a restaurant in Melbourne, uh, Gazzy, which is um, – is, George Columbaris's restaurant. So I went there for a Suvalaki. Uh, beautiful, you know, we then, it was beautiful weather, warm. We walked to the MCG um, and, you know, you could just sing tunes uh, as you walk into the MCG. And we get to the MCG, we rock up. There's a crowd of nearly 50,000 people there to see the Melbourne Stars win, but they lost. And we uh, we had a great time. Really, really good. We then went home. Woke up the next morning, went and played golf. Um, at Kingston Heath, had a great time, um, and then we were, you know, going to do a whole lot of other stuff, and then, um, oh, you know, actually prior to that, we'd had a training session with our great mate Ash Bedford at the Brighton Baths, and uh, we saw hot air balloons rising up over Melbourne, the sun rising up over Melbourne, the, the Port Phillip Bay still like a lake, and we'd done yoga um, and and personal training that morning, um, and then we went and played golf, and Anyway, it was fantastic. That particular day was the day that my stepmom passed away. Oh, wow. And so we were supposed to then be going from golf to the Australian Open. So we had tickets to Centre Court to go and watch um, to go and watch the tennis. And, of course, I went to spend some time with my dad with the passing of Dawn, and uh, Simon went to, um, to the tennis. The next morning, we got up and went for a walk, and we walked down um, – through Brighton, along the ocean, we're just kind of being reflective. And he said, you know, a lot of people die um, between the age of 40 and 60. I said, yeah, I know, it's really kind of crazy. We've had a lot of friends have heart attacks or friends have died, you know, husbands that we're aware of have just, you know, stayed on the couch and then not gone back to bed because they just died. Um, and, you know, between the age of 40 and 60. And we said a lot of people are working their guts out to get from 40 to 60 so that when they get to 60 and they retire, they've got all this amazing opportunity to go and do a whole lot of stuff. And so my dad retired at 65 um, only four weeks before his wife passed away. And I was like, where's the justice in that? It's like it's totally – it seems unjust. And so I thought there's a lot of people out there that are working their guts out from 40 to 60 and um, and they get to 60 and then their yeah, life can up. flip upside down. 60 is not old, right? Well, you and I know that because you're not old in Hikari. Halfway through, most people, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. You know, when we celebrated Shona's birthday at 76, they didn't really care. 
No. You know what I mean? They go, that's not really that old. You know, you, you actually got to be, you know, 90. That's it. You know, she, she's young, really spring chicken. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we go, all right, well, uh, he then says, well, me and my good mate, Kelly Holt, who's a researcher uh, in chiropractic, he's a great chiropractor and a researcher for chiropractic, Kelly Holt, um, Simon Kelly and Kelly Holt decided they were going to implement a rule called the 40-60 rule. And I love it, Marcus Pierce. It's a great rule. You've got to tell us, what does the 40-60 rule, how do you define it? Well, this is a rule. And so it's not something you can just you know, play with. If you're going to play by the rules, you can't mess with it. You, you know, it's, it's like a law of the universe. It's, uh, it's, it's embedded in science. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's something that Isaac Newton probably discovered. But here's, the thing is with this thing is that if you are to do it, you've got to do it wholeheartedly, right? So it you is be 25 that, and do it? Uh, yeah, you can you can do it. You can agree to do it when you're 25. Um, but the 40-60 rule means that you start at the age of 40. So you can agree to do it at 25. But you could do the 25-50 rule if you wanted to or the 25-40 rule. So essentially what it is is you block out a period of time and that in that period of time during your life, if somebody asks you to do something, you have to say yes unless it's going to hurt your health or it has the potential to harm your health, um, or it's going to break the bank. And so the idea is that you... When we say break the bank though, because I'm very big on this, some people have plenty of money and think a little expense is going to break the bank. So when you say break the bank, we mean have severe financial consequences. Financial, yeah. We're not talking about just take a little pivot, divot out. Actually, because yeah. this is this is important. Because so many people are protecting everything for what is just it's, a, it's ridiculous. Um, so you can't take it with you. Yeah, you can't take it with you. So it is that you would spend the money. So, for example, I said to Simon, "Why don't you come over for the tennis?" He said, "Yes, I'll come over." I said, "All right." So he came over for the test. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I said, Amber's going to be in New Zealand. Jackson's going to be with his mum down in Torquay. Why don't you come over? He goes, all right, I'll come over. So he books a flight that day, um, buys tickets online um, that day for the tennis, and um, and he's here that day. And uh, it was that that simple. Yeah. That is so cool. Or the next day. Like it was set on the Monday, arrived on the Tuesday. So, you know, that, that quick. It was just, it was that incredible. So it was kind of like, wow, that's um, that's the forty sixty rule. That's the forty sixty rule. Yeah. So he worked out that he had associates that could look after his patients in practice. It wasn't going to upset things too much. There was a public holiday thrown in there as well, and uh, so it wasn't going to muck things up. And he decided that he would uh, he would head over. And so he came over and he spent three or four days over here in Melbourne. And uh, he had his brother looking after his practice, uh, excellent, amazing chiropractor, Brian Kelly. And he's looking after the practice and, uh, and, and, and he came over. Easy. Just like that. So it didn't blow the bank but had an unbelievable experience. Got to you know experience Melbourne, got to go to the Melbourne Stars, got to go to um, Gazzy, which is you know the restaurant, then uh, got to go to the tennis, uh, worked out at the Brighton Baths and uh, you know had a walk along Port Phillip Bay. Just beautiful. You know Everything was just great. So it, it's that ability to say yes to things that aren't going to break the bank or affect your health. Have you had any moments since you've been with Simon that have uh, tested your 4060 newfound philosophy? Yeah, I have. So I was invited to go on a golf trip. And for me, I said, yes, straight away. And then the caveat was, well, we're going to play one goal, uh, one game of golf um, in Barn Boogle, and then we're going to head into Launceston, 
and we're going to catch up with some other mates and we're going to play some other golf but uh, we're going to go to the pub and then we're going to you know drink all day and then we're going to go to i don't know it was it was something like a pool hall or something like that then we're going to go and do you know get drunk again at a pub and then we're going to you know maybe the next morning at around about 11 o'clock we'll go and play golf you know nine holes somewhere i'm like I said, that's not a golf trip. And they said, oh, no, it's just a big boys weekend, you know, boozy. And I said, well, that's going to affect my health. I can now say no. So I said no. So it wasn't that I couldn't afford to do that. It was that I just didn't want to affect my health like that. So I yeah. said, no, I'm not going to do it. Then I was invited to um, go to a Guns N' Roses concert. Um, and I thought, oh, how awesome is that? That would be great. Go to a Guns N' Roses concert. Then I read all the other bits and pieces. It's only like $75 or something, so it wasn't expensive. I read all the other bits and pieces that went along with this particular Guns N' Roses concert, and it was going to affect my health. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. Right? So if, if I was just going to the concert, it would be great. But it wasn't just the concert. It was all the other things that were kind of attached to that. Um, and then we were invited to a party the other day, which wouldn't normally go to this particular type of party. Um, but we said, well, is uh, is it going to affect our health? No, it's not going to affect our health. Is it going to cost us any money? No, it's not going to cost any money. So the answer was, of course, yes, we're going to go to this party. We've been invited to the party. It's not the sort of party that we'd normally go to, but we, we said yes because we're doing the 40-60 thing. Um, it's definitely not going to break the bank. It's not going to affect our health, but it will enlighten and enrich our lives because we went to this party, yes. which is cool. Cool. So I was going to say, has the party been? And you did go. And no, not yet. Oh, yeah, not yet. Okay. No, the party hasn't, hasn't been. The party's cool. in a couple of weeks. I look forward to hearing all about it. So, yes. so when you say we, it sounds like um, Amber has uh, bought into the 4060 as well. Nah, she hasn't bought into it, I don't think. <laughs> so where's the, where's the, where, where's the um, not resistance, because it's a really good discussion. Like It's what really conservatism versus spontaneity. Like what, Where does the, you know, where's it go? Oh, no, but. Where's the no but or the yeah but? It's got to, you've got to, I mean, obviously, there's an amount of money that you want to keep in the bank for security, and there's an amount of money you want to keep in the bank to, you know, live your dreams or whatever else, but there's a, everyone's, you know, got a threshold to which beca- what comes un- becomes uncomfortable and which you feel will be breaking the bank. And so, you know, in the decision-making process around finances, you, you've got to have some kind of gravity of what you're going to be spending and what the opportunity cost is. But, but at the same time, be aware that if you do say no, then there's an opportunity cost for saying no in either missing an experience or missing an opportunity. Yep. And uh, the same thing happened the other day. You know, we had an email come through from a, a company where we've been looking at an outdoor dining setting. And we've been looking at this dining setting. We thought, this is beautiful. And we spoke to them. We said, yeah, we'll give you this amount of discount. We said, that'd be great. And then they sent us an email. I said, look, it's been two weeks since we saw you. If it helps you, we'll give you an extra amount of discount. And I said to Amber, let's just do it. And because it wasn't going to break the bank and it wasn't going to hurt our health and it was within our budget. And you really wanted it. I think that's the big thing. Really, we like, really wanted it. We were yeah. just holding off going, oh, what if, what if, you know, what if we find something cheaper? What if we find something better? And I said, but we love this one and we really like it. So let's just do it. Yeah. And so we said, okay. So we just made the phone call, bought it over the phone. It was delivered yesterday. It looks fantastic. Oh, right? nice. And so that's a good one. You know, so that's a really good thing to remember that, yeah, you can actually just flick the switch on these things rather than actually mucking around and just waiting for, for greener pastures or better days. Um, can I share a little story? Please do. I don't know if I've told you this, but it's very 4060. Okay. So, so some people know that I have this closet obsession with Hans Zimmer, the composer. He makes the best music in the world. All the big Hollywood soundtracks are composed by Hans Zimmer. Pirates of the Caribbean, Batman, 
uh, Kung Fu Panda, The Lion King, all the big ones, right? And uh, he has now started traveling the world, Hans Zimmer Live, and brings oh, all of these movies dear. to life. And, wow. Um, so I'm on Facebook probably a month or two ago, and all of a sudden I see a Facebook ad pop up, Hans Zimmer is coming to Australia. Well, let's just say um, a few loud shouts and screams of excitement at Pierce HQ. And um, so I looked at the dates, worked it all out, thought, how, how in God's name are we going to work this out? Like, it's, in, it's in May. Tommy, Tommy will be 11 months, but he's a, just like most of our kids, he's addicted to the boob. We're going to have to work it out, but stuff it, we'll just work it out. I'm taking Sebear on a date. Uh, it's, it costs a fair bit of coin, but stuff it, it's, a, it's an experience. Um, in 10 years' time, will I be looking back going, oh, shivers, I broke the bank? Absolutely mm. not. Yep. So if, and that's generally my question. It's either in five or 10 years' time, will I be worried about this spend? If it's one of those, you know, 40, 60 things. And it's, if the answer is no, then it's like, it's not even a question. Just make it happen. Um, and so booked them. Still don't know how it's going to happen. Uh, I, I still don't know how Sarah's going to, like, just because it's still four or five months away at the time of recording. So anything could be happening happening in our lives, but at the same time, if I didn't hit by now, I'd be thinking about it this whole time, and I'd still be thinking about it, and I'd still be thinking about it. Exactly, and that's an experiential thing. So I'm not saying you know you just see you know a uh, a piece of equipment on online and you go, oh, I'd really like to have that. Yes, I'll just get it because I'm going to break the bank. Like that's yeah. not what that's no. not my point. Not a made it's, in China. Um, this is not a made in China philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not. It's not That's like. A good one. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not that at all. It's um, it's you know what if is this going to enrich your life? Is this going to be an experience that could change your life? Is this something that's actually going to you know, um, give you some joy? Is it going to rather than actually just you know be another gadget? Albeit, I love buying and getting gadgets. The thing is that is this going to really shift and change your life? Has it got the potential to do that? If it does, yep, off you go. Mm. Yeah, so true. <laughs> but uh, why do you think then, um, how, now that we've shared a couple of our own experiences, why do you think that for most people, this becomes a lifelong obsession of running in the other direction, where spontaneity is something that you only had when you were a child and, or maybe when you were a teenager and you were impulsive, uh, but when or why did we lose the ability to honor the impulsiveness, the spontaneity that's in line with our values. Like I'm not going to go and spend 500 bucks on makeup, right? Because it might not break the bank, but I just don't care for it, right? So we're talking about valuable experiences. Why are so many people averse to um, jumping into the, not even the deep end, even the midway end when it comes to um, once in a lifetime or, or not many times in a lifetime opportunities? I reckon most people fear unknown, right? And as a result, most people are fearing death because they don't know it, right? And so if you if you save up for uncertainty, if you save up money for just in case a rainy day rainy or days. just in case of, you know, something, there's definitely a cautiousness that that we've established, you know, not only in Australia, but obviously in the Western world, you know, where we save a portion of our money, we invest for the future, we uh, put away for superannuation. Um, and maybe that's a reflection on society and that you know we've moved away from family units where we all would work together as a family and continue to put into the pot of gold. Um, 
and we're kind of living life for ourselves, that bit of selfishness, people are thinking, well, I've got to make sure that I'm set up for the future because no one else is going to look after me. You know, we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a pension. We're not going to have a, you know, we're not going to have money to live or whatever it is. You know, I need yeah. to own my own home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've got sixty, I've got thirty years to pay off my home because if I don't pay it off, um, you know, I'm going to be a bum on the streets. Uh, so there's probably all that sort of fear and that caution that people actually have, and they're not able to let go of that. That probably drives a lot of that Isn't decision that making. Fascinating point. Because here's the thing: if we look at life expectancy, when all of this family inheritance stuff was happening, uh, even a hundred, two hundred years ago, yep. people were dying um, before they were sixty-five. That was yes. it wasn't you know like when super was created by Roosevelt. People hardly the got to 65. Sorry, what did I say? Super. Super. Yeah, when the pension yeah. was created, people hardly got to 65, so it wasn't even a big deal for the policy to be in place. But now, people are living to 90, 100. They're leaving their inheritance to their 60 or 70-year-old children who yeah. have already gone through the process of buying a house and paying it off and all the rest of it. And this is what I find fascinating when, when people are leaving money to their family. I get it. 100, 200, 300 years ago when they would die and their kids would be in their 20s or 30s or 40s maximum but now their kids are in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. And it's a completely different it's a completely different thing. Like, well, it's two lifetimes of, uh, of accumulation, isn't it? Um, yeah, and so you, people are often trying to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate until the day they die and then they die and it's got to be left to somebody because otherwise it just gets, you know, reabsorbed yeah. and then what was life worth you know what did you actually do in your life you know if you didn't leave a legacy or we don't leave a legacy for your children so that's that's still a bit of a hangover you know i i always say and so does amber we always say to our parents look if um if you die and you've got money in the bank that's a shame but i want you to spend the whole lot yeah, exactly. um you know so go for gold you know spend the whole lot if i get an inherent inheritance that's great but i'm not expecting an inheritance yeah. you know what i mean so not living for it not living for it. I want people to. I want our parents to uh, to live life to the fullest, experience everything they possibly can. Because as my grandfather says, life is too short, yeah. and, uh, and and we've got to make sure that you you use every little bit of it yeah. as much as you possibly can. Uh, without being obviously risky, but let's take let's cast back to Ikaria, mm-hmm. because when we go to Ikaria. People aren't wanting and they're not putting away pennies in a piggy bank and hiding it under the bed. Um, and they're not, they're not doing that sort of thing over there um, because they know that within the community, aging doesn't define you. And when you're old, it doesn't mean that you stop. You continue. You keep mm-hmm. on going, right? So um, part of their experience of life, and life is the ultimate experience over in Ikaria, uh, is that they – would maintain engagement and purpose and they continue to move all of those sorts of things that you and I talk about and they don't want for much you know the younger generation probably want for more because they've had access to the internet and television and all that sort of thing um, and so they want the life of America although I don't know why you'd want that right now uh, <laughs> you know uh, or they want the life of Australia or whatever else and so you know they're you know, probably seeking a little bit more but the simplicity of it uh, oh, and you know what I- you're raising you know what you're raising? A really great can of worms here, which I think is a whole other episode and I want to ask you this. I Go. think then, based on what you're saying, in Ikaria, in observation, remember in, in Nasset, the village that we were staying in, they're all related. And they're all related, yeah. So, they focus more on the, um, the oldies would give the young ones assets rather than cash. 
like you know someone would live in someone else's home so there might be four houses on a block if you know what i mean and i know they do this in ireland a lot in a lot of older cultures where your parents might uh build a house for you for example so it might be more asset based rather than in our culture it's more cash based you know the inheritance it might be look there might be a house there might be a few houses in a, in a portfolio but it's it seems to be far more driven on cash rather than um, assets and, and assets, when I say assets, I'm talking about say a home, there's so much culture and tradition in, oh, this was my grandfather's home, so to speak. Because I remember, remember Yanni and Joanna had left yeah. Eddie's, their grandson living yeah. in like their little, not granny flat, but like another little hut, had, little hut yeah. up above. Yeah. yeah. You, know? Um, you know, to my knowledge, it's not like he was paying cash and it's not like they had sold it to him for cash. It was just like, well, you're in the family this is, you know, what's it, what's ours is yours type thing. And yeah. whenever we pass away, well, this, this may be yours, so to speak. Um, yeah. But it has, it, it, it's definitely not like that where we come from, is it? Nah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. There's a whole lot of, you know, legal red tape and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's funny because mum's wanting to retire at some stage this year, and which is really exciting for her. Yeah, she's only 65, 66 this year. And and I think to myself, oh, maybe it's a little bit too young to retire. But, you know, I think in that generation, they kind of, they built themselves up to think yeah. that at 60, I get to retire. And then it got pushed out to 65. And so at 66, I think it's a bit of a win. Yeah. I get to retire really close. I get to retire. It's yeah. like this grand achievement. Yeah. You know, I'm not wanting to retire. Maybe in 20 years' time, I might be a little bit tired. But um, I, I don't feel like I need, you know, to look towards retirement because it's not something that's actually in my consciousness. I, don't, I can't see myself slowing down. I'm hoping that what I do do is continue to have experiences like travel all over the place, you know, maintain my relevance in Jackson's life and Amber's life, of course, and, uh, and, and, and do all those sorts of things so that I'm part of all of that. And then so I would then deem that to be aging well, but I'm not seeking retirement. So where I was going with that is that we're looking for ways in which we can best deal with mum's assets so that she's got enough money to live on for the rest of her life and this is such a strange thing to actually get to it's like okay so all of her working life has culminated into this next 12 months as we just start to decide what she actually does with all of that and uh and you kind of go oh wow like what a stressful thing to be thinking about at this time of your life when you're waiting and hanging to retire so that you can start to enjoy life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's a funny well, little it's thing. It's your career lesson all, all back over again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely you know? right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the stuff that we learn and we're now implementing. Oh, I'll tell you what, 40, 60 is going to become 60, 80, 80, 100. We'll be talking well, about this it. in that's 60, true. You know? That is true. That's yeah. the thing. So if you make it to 60, you're likely to make it through to 80. Like it's, that's a big yeah. thing. So if you make it to 60, you're likely, more likely. Um, so there's, there's, there's a number of stats around it and that's part of the reason why they called it 40, 60. And for listeners like myself who aren't 40, it doesn't mean we can't adopt it. We can have 20, 30, 20, 40, 30, 40, like you said at the beginning. Make it yeah. any combo you like. Damo, great topic by you. Loved this conversation and uh, hope you, our beautiful listeners, did. Thanks again for your support of this podcast. You can find out more about Damo at DamianChristoph.com, myself at MarcusPierce.com.au. Find out all the Wellness Couch podcasts at TheWellnessCouch.com. Uh, go to TheWellnessCouch.com forward slash 100 not out to check out the backlog, the archive of 200 plus episodes of 100 Not Out. Until next week, as always, thanks for your support and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.